everyone. Welcome to episode 32 of the Tiny Disc Podcast. It's a show about games and life. I'm Robert Scarpanito, and I'm joined here by the tired Jack Cepeda. Bong bong, everybody. From the top of Cat Mountain in Austin, Texas, coming at you. I'm on top of a mountain of cats, people. That's the name of this mountain, and this is where I dwell now. I moved last week, as you guys heard, and I'm back, and I'm going to summon the strength. I'm praying to the cat gods. Lord, give me the strength, please, to get through this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> and we have the ever-excitable Colin Sparling. Now, is is that like kind of like the, the island of cats that they have in Japan? Isn't it the is island it, of dogs? There's, no, there's an island of cats. Okay. Yeah, no, I, and I, I that is for sure the the thing. It's it's an island of cats because I've I've been watching uh, abroad in Japan, the YouTube channel, really okay. cool YouTube channel. If you like Japan, the dude like goes through everything about living in Japan, and it's super interesting. But so yeah. Wes Anderson has a movie coming out. I don't know if you guys seen called Isle of Dogs, and it's about a Japanese dog island. So that's where I got mixed up. Oh, a Japanese dog island. Yeah, and it's like it's like stop motion, like that kind of style. It's, it looks really interesting, and like Ed huh. Norton's in it, and. All, the cast is crazy, so... I, I, don't know, dude, I don't think I've seen Edward Norton in a movie in a really long time, to be honest with you. Since the Hulk. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? he's been he in a movie Hulk. since then, just nothing like... That's, that's, what, that's what I saw, the Hulk well, and yeah, Fight I think Club. Dude, Fight Club is so good. Um, don't talk about it. Don't talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm not talking about... <laughs> <laughs> that, that was incredibly effective. Yeah. <laughs> it was super effective. <laughs> no. Got him. Are you sure you're not talking about The Lords of Dogtown, though? That's a good movie. Never seen it. It's a surfing movie, right? No, skateboarding. I mean, it's just, it's like <laughs> land surfing, basically. It's yeah, it's kind of the same. You know, the fucking wit, you know, the black top just comes up and forms a tidal wave. Yeah, <laughs> boards, board sports, board sports. Yeah, boards, boards, <clears throat> like boring okay. sports. Eh? 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 Kinda, yeah, kinda. Yeah. I say you're right. So, guys, hi. We like to talk about those things called video games, right? On this podcast, no. Yeah. So yes, I do. Oh. So at you know as as I'm you know in my twilight days at Dave and Buster's, I, I I have to reflect back and just comment like comment on the amount of Five Nights at Freddy's shit I've mm. seen. Yeah, because it's huge. I so in our in our wind store we get just a ridiculous amount of Fri- Five Nights at Freddy's merchandise, mm-hmm. like you know plushies like. Uh, uh, pop vinyls, ba- yeah, yeah, backpacks, action figures, like whatever, man. This is like all over the place. It's like fucking might as well be half of a, a Think Geek or a Hot Topic in there for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, and so and then I get we have kids that come in there and wearing like Five Nights at Freddy's shirts and you know going ape shit over the fact that we have Five Nights at Freddy's posters. Like it, it's it's a like a phenomenon in and of itself, wow. and. I I don't know if it like and it's really weird to say, but in this particular situation, I feel like I'm the guy, like the old guy that's like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I I honestly don't understand the whole Five Night of Freddy's hype. I, I okay, so like when the first game came out, I was like, Oh, hey, that's pretty cool. It looks like like an old school nineties computer game that is something I would have played when I was like a young kid, but right, but it's scary. It's a really cool get like I like the gimmick that he's got going on here. And the game exploded in popularity, you know, streamers were hitting up that game, Markiplier, uh, PewDiePie, every, you know, everyone and their brother was playing that game on, on yeah. YouTube. And then the dude went on to make like, I don't know what, four sequels, five sequels, and there's been a million spinoffs. I, I just, 
I don't know. What do you guys think of that whole phenomenon? Because I personally, I just don't understand like how it's such a big thing. And I will say that Five Nights at Freddy's, if I was a kid, games would have scared the bejesus out of me to the point where I didn't, I wouldn't want to play those. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just, I don't know. I know it's just basic jump scares, but what do you, what do you guys think? So I kind of think it's really interesting, fascinating that it's kind of supplanted to a certain extent in Minecraft. Like, I remember Minecraft was kind of like the big, last big game that was, like, super uber popular with, like, young kids. And, like, you go to right. the Toys R Us section and it's just a whole, you know, next to the Legos and everything, right? Naturally, was just a whole blown out Minecraft section. And right. Minecraft is still big. Don't get me wrong. It's still no, a yeah, huge, it's huge game. Yeah. But, I mean, when you talk about it now, like, the popularity, yeah, like, I, you know, I don't talk to a lot of kids. <laughs> But like, you know, when I when I go to like the toys, I will go to a toy section like unabashedly. Right. Like when I go to Target or something, and I'll check mm-hmm. it out. And there always is like a lot of Five Nights at Freddy's. And then you walk through the mall, of course, and like in Hot Topic, like in the window, just tons and tons of T-shirts and and uh, paraphernalia. And it's it's crazy, man. I mean, I probably would have played it, though, when I was younger. I was way more into horror games when I was younger because it kind of seemed like that forbidden fruit kind of seemed like that thing you get in trouble for doing you know when you feel a little rebellious so i when i was like 13 like for my 13th birthday i got the playstation one version of doom whoa and, oh, snap. Uh, you were yeah, edgy back was, then i was super edgy i was like oh my gosh it's incredible like go to hell and you know and, and and wreak havoc you know and so so i felt like a little i felt a little rebellious back then i imagine that's probably what is part of the appeal anyways i think it's an interesting game i can't believe it's they're on what like part six or seven or something, something like that, like that. What? wait it, what? they're yeah, still yeah. making them dude oh, they're, yeah. they, dude comes out with a, a new five nights at freddy's game like every six months and it sells like fucking hotcakes dude yeah they, they yeah they have to to keep it fresh man because people master those games man that so. that game fell off my radar like real quick i remember like back in the day you know people were making all these videos about five nights of Fred- well one like let's plays right and then videos about why that game is so popular and then like matt pat made a video about like the deep lore of five nights of freddy's and i'm like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> stop <laughs> the it deep the deep lore of five wow. nights of like, freddy's look i get it you know i'm the kind of guy who'll play call of duty zombies for the lore in that game but it's fucking chucky e. cheese on crack that's what it is yeah chucky e. cheese really lost opportunity here they could have cashed in oh yeah oh fuck Fucking hardcore! They so could have cashed in five, five nights at Ch- five nights at Chucky's easily. Could have done that. How is that not a thing already? Yeah, I, I remember also Slenderman was kind of a, a big horror game too. Like yeah, not that around, long around the same time. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I I see. I was really weird as a kid because I was the type of kid that wanted to see like every cult horror movie under the sun. Like I want I want to see like you know Nightmare on Elm Street, you know Friday the Thirteenth, and all of its terrible sequels. Like yeah, you know uh. And all the latest horror, whatever, supernatural movies that were coming out. Right. But for the life of me, I could not play scary games when I was younger, dude. They scared the piss out of me. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even... Listen, I this is how much of a, a fucking wuss I was. Like, I was scared of the monsters in Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. <laughs> wow. I mean, they were kind of creepy, but... I mean, they were, but like, to like, you know, I don't know, six, seven-year-old me, I like, I was like, what the fuck? This is, this is scary. So, but then I'm like, I'm going to go and, you know, watch, uh, I don't know, whatever horror movies out at the time, Boogeyman, or whatever the hell was coming what, out at the time. One one weird quirk I had when I was younger is that I would watch all the Friday the 13th movies, but then when it came to the NES game, I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I just wouldn't play the NES game. Like, eh. I don't know. Funnily was, enough, the, uh, what's the second Prince of Persia game? game in that trilogy uh warrior, warrior within, warrior within. Warrior i remember within. The, the big dude in that 
did scare me when I was younger. The really the guy. Oh, I like, know what you're talking about. You're always running away from him, and you can't kill him until like the end. Yeah, you know, I know. You know I, I, Ratash? Ratash, is that his name? It was something dumb. You know what scares me when I'm older now in video games? That part in fucking God of War 3 where you have to put your thumb through that dude's skull. Like, you remember and that Pos- part? Oh, Poseidon. Yeah. That's terrible. That's gross. And then you have to, like, click in the thumbsticks, too. I'm like, come on, guys. Yep. <laughs> Seriously? Like, Dude. That kind that- of stuff is disturbing to me now. Yeah, I mean, that, that game is pretty wicked. But, like, I granted, it was a God of War game. You knew what you were getting into. So Ugh, it sounds like Jack's yes. not getting the new God of War coming out on 420. I've heard that the latest trailer is good, like the story trailer. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, dude, I'm 100 sold. Like, for but sure. here's the thing, guys. Like, you know, I'm I've joined the 4K era. Uh, glad to say, excited to say, and so with that is going to be the PlayStation Pro. So now I'm looking for more PlayStation exclusive games to just like you know flex the muscles there. So. I mean, this maybe is, God of War. This is the year for it, honestly. I mean, they've got what Detroit Become Human, God of War, yeah. the new Spooder Man. Yeah, yes, that game looks Spooder Man. Awesome. Yeah, so I mean, Pot-a-man, you're you're Pot-a-man. in the right time. Definitely better than last year, right? I mean, I feel like there weren't that many exclusives for the PS4 last year. Surprisingly, yeah, have, 2017 was the fucking worst his like game year for games in history. I have waited till this moment of getting this TV to actually like really, really, really dive deep, deep, deep in Horizon. So I've kind of disciplined myself like just wait, just wait. And I'm also thinking to myself like just in my head like, man, Persona 5 is going to look sick on this. Yeah, I mean the thing is, Persona Five doesn't have high res textures, probably because it's anime stuff. It'll but. so it'll the TV will up upscale, which is not optimal. Like I agree with that, but the but I'm mainly excited about the OLED. Like the mm. aspect of it, like the oh, blacks. the colors and the HDR. Yeah, yeah it's going to look though. awesome. Yeah. yeah, with that game. So that's what but, I'm really excited about. Not so much the resolution. So, oh, um, it, free tip, real quick though, if for PS4 Pro, make sure you turn boost mode on. Do you know about that? I I'll, I'll find out, but yeah, I'll yeah, do it. yeah, yeah. Make sure you do that. So it sounds like Jack has a lot of Aloy on the horizon for him. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but let's talk about some games we've been playing. So, Colin, do you want to kick us off this week? Yes. Yeah, so, I uh, well, I think last week or two weeks ago, I finally bit the bullet and uh, dropped the 20 smackaroonies on the Breath Ooh. of the Wild DLC. Ooh. Have not played that much of it, but what I have played is I, I got to play the uh, the Trial of the Sword, which is the uh, uh, the trials you can do by going to the, the uh, Korok Forest, and uh, after you get the Master Sword, you can be, you can talk to the Deku Tree. You can be like, "Yeah, place your Master Sword back in the pedestal," and you can do some really hard levels. Essentially, we're gonna take away all your stuff, and you're completely naked, and you got to get through a bunch of challenges. Naked Dang. Link, yeah, naked Link. <laughs> Punish so I'm Link. like, I'm like, cool, whatever. So, so of course, the first few levels were like pretty damn easy, and uh, it, it gets to the point where you have to face like one of those, uh, what are the giant rock golem things called? The like. Tal- Talos something. Ta- something Talos like that, yeah. Something, mm-hmm. yeah. The one with the, the giant weak spot on his back, and you just shoot it, and then it dies mm-hmm. eventually. Well, I got all the way to that level, and it was probably about five or six levels in, and there's explosive barrels in the level. And what they don't tell you is if it throws rocks at the explosive barrels, it blows up. And I was next to those explosive barrels, and I died in one shot. Rip. <laughs> uh, and sadness. the problem is there's no saving. 
and I learned that the hard way. So you had to completely restart. Ooh, I'm talking ooh. like it reverted back to my last save before I was even in the Korok Forest. Ooh. Yeah. Some so I'm Dark like, Souls ass shit right there. Yeah. So I'm this like. This is endgame stuff, right? This is all yeah, endgame. Yeah, pretty much. This is pretty much endgame stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put this down for now because that really pissed me off how I died, <laughs> to be honest. So I came back like a day later, went back through, beat the Talos Golem thing, whatever. And turns out you get like to a, a reprieve spot, like a rest spot where you, you know, it gives you a bunch of like resources, food, weapons and all that stuff. Just gives you a whole bunch of stuff to like red you up for the next round. And then you go into it and a couple levels in there was a water level where it's basically just there's a there's like a couple of wooden platforms. But otherwise, the, the ground is water. And there's a bunch of those like uh, what are they? Lizalfos enemies, like the mm-hmm. lizard enemies. And so what happened was. I got attacked by Lizalfos, knocked off the wooden platform, knocked in the water. Lizalfos jumps in after me, and it's one of the electric ones. Mm. <laughs> nice. Dang. <laughs> so you died. died. Yeah. Fair to yeah. say. Fair enough. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, so I'm going to load up right at the rest spot, right? That's like a checkpoint. Nope. You are restarting from the very, very beginning, my boy. <sighs> Dang. Is there anything yeah. you can do about that? I tried to save. It doesn't let you. Wow. That really Doesn't, sucks. Yeah. I, I mean, unless someone knows otherwise or something special that you can do, as far as I know, if you die, you are starting at the starting line. See, I wasn't I, joking when I said punished Link. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Mean, and that's the, not even not that's not even on master mode. Like I hit on my buddy afterwards. I'm like, dude, you know, like the sword trials. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, fuck those things. He's like, yeah, try <laughs> and do it on my master master mode. LOL. I'm like, yeah, whatever. My buddy's a masochist gamer. So. I don't know. Isn't the reward for that, though, is that you basically always get the Master Sword unlocked? Like, it's always shiny? I am pretty sure. Like, yeah, because it's like, to unlock the true power of your Master Sword, do these trials, and blah, 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 of course. Yeah, mm. I mean, I don't but, really know if that's worth it, if that's how hard it's going to be. I I mean, yeah, I, it would take, so, like, a lot of trial and error, I feel like, at least for me personally, to finally get through it. Like, I could get through it if I, ke- I really kept at it, but I just, I don't know if I feel like putting in the time. See, I find um, that really funny because I also kind of recently decided, yeah, I'll throw another 20 shekels at, at Nintendo and get uh, this sweet DLC. And I loaded up Zelda, which felt kind of amazing to do that again on the Switch, right? Mm-hmm. And then I just ran around and killed random things and picked up random... You know, I was just, like, exploring again instead of, like, oh, yeah, there's there's DLC I need to get through. I just, like, jerked off and, like, cut down trees whoa. And, you know, just, like, did all the random stuff you can do in the game. Yeah. Right. You didn't even bother touching the deal. That's hilarious. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I paid $20 to play what I've done a, a year ago. You know what's ridiculous is, like, when you first initially buy the DLC and you boot up the, the game right after you first buy it, right? It's like, like you know, have this quest. You know, have this quest. Yeah. And it goes on for, like, five like five or ten minutes. It's like, you have now have this quest, this quest, this quest. Link, 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 help me, Link. You're my only hope. And, like, you're just getting, like, 5,000 messages all at once. It's like you, you turned your phone off for, like, an <laughs> entire day. And then you turn it back on and it's just, like, blowing up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. So I don't know. My- it's, yeah, I, there's t- plenty more to do in this DLC. I'm sure, like, the rest of the stuff is probably pretty fun. And it's a reason to come back to Zelda. So, I, I don't know. I'll figure something out. My great shame is that, as you may already know, I've bought this DLC twice. I bought oh, yeah, it on the Wii right. U, and oh, then I just bastard. never picked up. Yeah, I know. Then I never picked up Zelda. Then I was like, it came time to buy Zelda on Switch right over winter break. And I was like, 
should I just buy the whole thing together? I know I'm going to want it. I know I'm going to want that horse motorcycle, basically. Then come yeah. to find that that thing is like really hard to get. You don't just like buy the DLC and then you have it. Yeah, you, have like to you gotta it. earn the crap out of it, and it's like hard. And it's like I don't think you can do that. Like as soon as you boot it, like when you start a new game, like I think you have to be pretty strong to be able to do all the sh- all the shit you have to do for it. So I'm that's a work in progress, man. But I still love Zelda. It runs really well on Switch when it's docked. And uh, I, I, I still love that game. That's a great game. Yeah, it really is. Do you guys want to know what else is like a really fucking great game? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Jack, what have you been playing? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Called my bluff. <laughs> so I've been playing a, quite a bit of Dragon Ball Fighters since it came out i hear there's a fireball button there's just a dedicated fireball button there is yeah and then you can modify fireballs bro yeah you just kind of throw fireballs you know i was watching you know wait i did you yeah you said what the game was already right yeah yeah i I wasn't even like i was like you know i was just i was ready for it but um that that stream with like sean shemmel versus chris savitt the guy the commentators are like yeah he's throwing fireballs i'm like guys you're you're like (laughs) you know enough about Dragon Ball to be commentating this thing and you're not calling them key blasts like please well actually so when when fighters was played last year at Evo there was a big thing because the commentators were saying oh look at that key blast oh shit he just launched that Kamehameha all the way across the screen you know like using the actual Dragon Ball names but there were people at Evo who were like oh this is a fighting game tournament use the common term you pleb it's projectiles you know (laughs) shit like that the shit that Jack probably knows more of right you know because because they didn't use actual fighting game terminology people got really upset and i'm like you know i get it dragon ball fighters is being slated to be like a pro fighting game level game but at the same time like come on it's a dragon ball game who cares <laughs> you know? right yeah i'm gonna shout i'm gonna shout out all the names of the attacks oh absolutely you know? so i've been playing it for maybe like seven or so hours i think i've got a team where i'm feeling kind of confident in that team and what I think is my favorite thing about the game, like aside from it being like a Dragon Ball game, is that as a fighter, what I've always thought was hard for like selling someone in like, hey, you should pick up fighting games are really fun, is that whenever you watch someone play a fighting game, it's one of those games where it's extremely fucking obvious when someone doesn't know what they're doing and is like just button mashing, right? <laughs> oh yeah, one one hundo. Like, yeah. Like, it's so easy to look like a handicapped Even person. Even in that game though, it seems like it's it's harder to tell in that game. Yeah, because with that game, it's really like even if you're a button masher, first time fighting game player, it's so easy to look cool. And when you right. look cool, you feel cool, right? And like it's mm-hmm. it's just that nice little rewarding feedback of like, yeah, I just launched this really cool combo and I don't really know what I did, but it felt easy to do it. Mm-hmm. And that makes it just kind of like an easy fighting game. To, it's like a really good entry fighting game, I think. But it does have enough depth where like someone who's been playing a lot of fighters can still mix and match things up, kind of figure out how to do things differently and, you know, know about overheads, low hits, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of potential. Obviously it's still a little early for like tier lists and like, you know, how, how high level people can get, but I'm excited for the future of fighters. Um, and so far I've been playing a bit of the story mode. Like I'm maybe four hours into the story mode. Is it good? Is it good? you know it's all right it it feels like every other dragon ball z movie where it's like here's the villain and then and then good guys beat him 
Yay. Um, yeah, the good guys beat him. Goku comes in and Kamehameha's him to death. But my, what I do like about the story is that it's um the basic setup is like there are waves like unexplained waves going around the world that's basically putting every fighter at the same power level so that's their explanation for like goku can't save the day because everyone's as strong as goku now and like all of the (laughs) peanut gallery gallery side characters are like we we don't need to rely on goku anymore we can fight ourselves And it's just like they make such a Good big Lord. deal about it, and I'm just like, is this arc system basically yeah. telling Dragon Ball that their show is bad because they all rely on one character? Yeah, incoming <laughs> convenient fan service, you know, auto balance in your fighting game, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, though, dude, it, Jack, if you followed Super like Robert and I do, you'd know that po- power scaling is just out the window. There's there's no such thing as power scaling anymore in that in that show. It's yeah. like. It, Anyone can beat everyone in that fucking show. It doesn't matter anymore anyway. Yeah. So they didn't even really have to do much to justify it at this point anyway. Yeah, I just found it really funny. And definitely the best part about the story, which Colin, you will appreciate this. A lot of Dragon Ball fa- Dragon Ball fans will appreciate this, is that there are a lot of small moments of just like fan service of like conversations you wish happened in the show just happening here in this game. Like there's a point where Krillin's like, oh, man, I hope I hope 18 and Marin are safe. You know, I mean, I, I told them to, you know, stay inside and don't don't go outside because it's going to be scary out there. And Goku's like, yeah, but isn't your wife stronger than you though? (laughs) (laughs) Trillin's like, I mean, yeah, but you don't need to say it so bluntly. I don't know. It's just like, (laughs) I just love that little moment because I've always thought that in my head, never seen it like happen on the screen until now. (laughs) Oh God. I love Dragon Ball so much. Yeah. It's so good. (laughs) Uh it's so fun yeah jack you totally get it because you're a dragon ball <laughs> fan right you know all of these characters oh, anime man. i'm glad you're enjoying the game i've heard <laughs> to be honest though i've heard mixed reviews uh about it what i've heard some people love it i've heard some people like lukewarm on it yeah the people that don't like it are people that are like well they should have just made an, another Budokai Tenkaichi game yeah Could i mean look. i'm i'm seeing pretty positive reviews from like the major sites I, I would say, though, that if I were to play a Dragon Ball game, obviously this would be the one. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. Yeah, this yeah. this is, I I think, at least to me, this is the Dragon Ball game. Yeah, yeah the, could, the only gripe I, c- I could say I have so far is that server issues ca- have came up, like, a lot in the first, you know, few days, where, like, they didn't have enough servers. So, like, if you wanted to play online from the get-go, like, mm. you're kind of tossing some dice there. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, for me, that wasn't as big a deal because I was like, well, I'm just going to do practice mode and probably like story mode. You know, like I don't want to be online like right there day one. So, right, yeah. right. I think um, I think this is the probably the most well marketed Dragon Ball game there has been. Yeah, well, I, I feel like this has got this game has gotten more press. Like there's been, you know, t- plenty of betas, plenty of people playing the game, plenty of streamers playing the game. Of course, you know, all your pro fighting game players have gotten the game early, which I don't know if that actually happened with, like, the Xenoverse games or Raging Blast before that or any of that shit. No, but, but I mean, they also weren't fighting games. That's what I'm saying. But, like, that's only going to help garner hype. And on top of that, they capitalized on this this hilarious Twitter beef that was going on between Chris Sabin and Sean Schemmel, which was yeah. an insanely, insanely smart marketing idea on their on their end. Uh, um, explain. I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. So, yeah, Chris Sabat, so, Chris Sabat, the voice of Vegeta and Piccolo, and I can't remember the other characters uh, and actor. Sean Shemmo the voice of Goku they 
had a quote unquote Twitter beef where they're like, yeah, well, you know, I'm calling you out, Sean Schemmel. You know, I'm going to whoop your ass and Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Let's do it. Foundational name where and when and let the powers that be decide our fate and blah, blah. I don't know. It just turned, oh. it was a fucking huge, hilarious fan servicey thing. Yeah, because um, both so of their it, character- wasn't a, it wasn't a real beef then. No, it was no. a fake beef because gotcha. both of their characters are like longtime rivals in the in the show. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Right, cool. and so they came together, and they they literally rented out like an esports arena in like what L.A. or something like that, and they had like a huge event for it and everything, and they had like a bunch of prelude fights, and they made it into like almost like a UFC fight type event. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. it was pretty hilarious. But wow, awesome. So I don't know. I mean, I'm having fun with it. I definitely can say like I'm glad that I picked up a lot of fighting games like in the year leading up to this game to help me like feel better about it. Um, yeah, what Robert's trying to say is he whooped my fucking ass, but that's true. <laughs> but I will say this is kind of weird. So fight sticks don't work with it naturally. Oh, you had to go in and like join the key or whatever. Well, I need I needed to download like third party software that would convert all my fight stick input to oh, like controller input. Sucks. Yeah, which I'm like, did you seriously make a fighting game that doesn't support fight sticks? Like, what that's are so you doing? weird. Did it introduce lag at all that you can perceive? No, no, it was all fine. So. It wasn't wow. bad, yeah. It is like it was weird. Like I'm able to use it through my Steam link, and like the Steam link is converting all of my inputs to controller input. Yeah, because like, I think whoa. it's because it reads it as a PS4 controller, and it natively supports that. So. Yeah. So you're yeah. playing on a TV that's not even your, but on PC you're streaming it, and there's still no lag. No lag. Nope. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Hella fun. Great fan service. Great video game. Dragon Ball Fighters, y'all. This is it. Yeah, I'm. I, I need to buy it. I need to buy it. It's exciting. Jack, what have you maybe been playing? I've been doing life. I've been. I've been. I'm so exhausted. I'm so. You <laughs> just sound so defeated. <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh, I just man. want to take a nap so bad. I'm not. It's, I'm not even doing a bit. I'm just. I'm just, just. I know what it is to just like work yourself to the bone. So, I made the mistake. I'm not going to do this again. Uh, thinking that we could pack all our stuff in the course of like after work in a course of seven days, right? Like, Oh, we'll just work full time. Then we'll come home and pack. And like in that short time we'll be done. And yeah, we got it done because we had to, we didn't have a choice. Right. But man, did it suck? It sucked <laughs> so bad. It sucked so bad. And we were like getting like literally like four hours of sleep, three hours of sleep a night Yeesh. for like a week straight, then going to work full time then coming back packing. It was like, it was crazy, man. So, you know, thank you guys for holding down the fort last week while I was doing all that crazy madness. Um, but the payoff was worth it, man, because where we live now, we're loving it. It's awesome. Uh, I'm, in the process, I'm, uh, I'm in the process. You can see uh, I still have boxes, you know, of stuff around. And so I'm in the process now of unpacking, going a little bit slower, going at a more natural pace now, a more sustainable pace. And that day was crazy that we moved because we had the movers come. And move our stuff, obviously. And then right when we got to where we're moving, Ikea had like a massive, massive delivery. It's kind of a delivery where the Ikea guys are actually mad at you. (laughs) 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 They were literally, they were copping attitude, dude. They're copping dude with me. They're like, is this really all yours? Like, they were not joking. They were not happy about it. And I go, yeah, is this a big order? They go, if this, if this isn't a kitchen, this is insane. How much shit did you order? Well, a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff. Obviously a kitchen. uh, Right. And not a kitchen. And, uh, (laughs) and you know, and the thing about Ikea that's beautiful is they have one flat rate 
for anything. You could literally buy the whole store of Ikea and it'll only still cost you X amount of dollars. That's as it would if you were delivering, getting one box delivered. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm going to take wow. advantage of this. And so we got a king size bed frame, which is awesome. We got a, uh, we got a, a love seat to go to, with our chase lounges. Is this boring to talk about? I mean, <laughs> you know, I here's the thing. Uh, I love Ikea. So hearing all this to me is like, yeah, just lather it all okay. over. Just keep going. Well, yeah, yeah. I just want to hear. I, I, I want to hear it because I want to hear why these guys are so fucking pissed. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, we got. So I got a dining room table and six chairs. Um, so all that there is like the biggest, biggest stuff. Right. And then I got various mini, you know, many things like we got, we decided to do, instead of doing like one big coffee table, we actually did four identical square tables that we're just going to push together in the middle, but then we can also like pick one up and move them, scoot them around because I kind of under, underestimated how big the couch is now. It's mm. huge. It's like maybe like end to end. It's like 15 feet. Maybe seriously. Wow. And yeah, there's two chase lounges in it too. So I kind of underestimated like it's seating for like eight people probably. And uh, so we have that. And now I'm also in the process of like building like a smart home. Right. So I don't know. Are you guys familiar with uh, Arlo and all those cameras? Oh, so it's oh like, like security. Cameras, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's, yeah, like the, yeah. it's like the world's first like purely like truly wireless security cameras. So I have like security cameras now and I don't have to worry about running wires all throughout the house, which is like a big barrier entry for me. So I've got that. So I'm like on the cloud now i'm watching like you know all my entrances and stuff and i have all the alarms set where if they detect motion or et cetera, et cetera. Oh, so shit. when i was in when i was in dallas the other day i'm like huh i'll just check out the homestead there click the app and i can see everything that's going on it's pretty cool so that, that I'm doing feels that. freaky though i will say and then you can talk to people too like if you can see them you can like turn on the mic and be like hey what are you doing and they can hear you <laughs> No way. Yeah, oh totally. Yeah, there's microphones and there's speakers in, in each so, camera. So are you telling me you could be like in Afghanistan and as long Absolutely. as you have Wi-Fi and I'm in your yeah. home, you're like, hey, Robert, what you yeah. do? You trying to open my totally. door there? Hey, that's my orange juice. Don't drink that. Yeah. <laughs> You totally. turn on your you turn on your camera. You just see your cat pissing all over your po- your tower. <laughs> That'd be so no, angry. stop it! Stop it! Stop yeah. it! Hey, stop hey. it, Mister Fluffy! <laughs> yeah, that'd be hilarious. This is cat but, God, stop it! So I I set that up, which took a while, even though it was wireless. It still took a while. Set that up, and then I also <clears throat> am in in the process of setting up those Philip Hughes those Wi Fi light bulbs. You guys Yo, know about this? I want those, dude. Those are dope. They're really cool. And this place we live, ah, just hit my hand sorry and this place we live um has the recessed lighting like in the ceilings you know you know what i'm talking about yeah it's like yeah so so man it looks like so pro and you can just like turn the colors like 16 million colors man you can do or different kind uh, levels of white light because i don't know about you guys but i'm really i've become over the years really sensitive to like what kind of light is on me like you know i'm the same way dude i'm the same way like i need to have chill low-key like warm white light to, to just relax you know yeah like, i can't have that harsh like really white blue, white like, led yeah i can't yeah. stand that i mean it's supposed to energize you and keep you awake and stuff so i get that like maybe early in the morning that has some value to wake up but any other time when i'm just trying to chill on my home like if i see some light like that it just really irks me and i gotta like fix it i don't know anyways so i've got the smart no, light yeah, bulbs going and now i'm also in the process of getting one of those rings you guys know about that no like it's a like a wi-fi it's like a wi-fi doorbell what and so so when people what ring the and hell? I, have, I have to do it here because this play oh it's so big oh, i can't hear the door but anyway she said it's like wi-fi right and it goes on your door and it has a camera and they hit the button and when they hit it you get like a notification on your phone 
that someone's and then at you your can door. See who it is, and your phone dings, right? And then you see the picture, and it's a video, a real time video, and then you can talk to them as well from your phone, like anywhere in the world, and or, or from wherever else. So it's kind of like the cameras, but it's a doorbell. I'm not yeah. home. I'm, I'm at the market right now. Just, totally, yeah. Just hang out right outside my yeah, door. It's fine. Just leave it under the thing. Just leave it under the bench. Yeah, totally. That's exactly like one of the. That's Nani? one of the use cases they use in like their commercials and their marketing. So, so man, I'm wow. in. I'm in deep with that now, and like all this is like working together and like being integrated. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of fun making like a smart home. So I've got that going, and yeah, eventually here I'm going to be, like I said, I'm going to be buying that PS4 Pro. I'm going to try and go with the white, because I think the white would look better with... Dude, I'm so jealous of you, because I, 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 I love white consoles. They just, they're just they just so nice looking. They're just so nice. Yeah. Sounds I a little racist, the white. Yeah. That's fine. Damn it, Robert. <laughs> that, that's listen, fine. Yeah. Listen. Hey, his, his favorite console is black, okay? Racist? Really? <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> you know how someone's like, "No, my best friend is black, man. Shut up." Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so anyways. I was like, "Wait, wait. My favorite console is like the PlayStation One, bro. Come on." <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of been my life, man. And I seriously like just li- literally for like the last fifteen days straight, like I've not had any kind of just downtime to really just chill, man. So I'm looking forward to going to bed early, like a grandpa tonight. Pretty much right after we record this, I'm crashing. But uh, I think like, you know, my goal is to have the TV mounted and the soundbar mounted and everything hooked up by like in time for the Super Bowl this Sunday and just relax. And like my whole goal is just to be done and unpacked by Sunday. Is that like realistic? Because I heard that like people usually take two weeks to unpack. Do you guys take a long time to unpack? Because I usually unpack pretty quick. I'm usually pretty quick. Usually I it. Well, it depends. Like I. uh Technically, when I like first moved here to like Columbus and stuff like that, I I technically didn't fully unpack until man like six months in. Oh shit! <laughs> well, because well, here's the I've thing. been there and done that for sure. Yeah, and and it's mostly because like I you know I'm a mild game collector, so like I had quite right. a few games when I moved here, but I literally had nowhere to put them. Like I mean, obviously you guys listening can't see, but. Like I have like a shelf behind me, and that like those shelves weren't there. I didn't have like any shelves or anything to put anywhere. Yeah. But yeah. after I got a job here, you know, working at this apartment complex, I, I, uh, you know, I, I salvaged a lot of furniture because people would just leave shit behind. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, now I have a shelf in my closet. I have a shelf behind me. I have a shelf out in my living area. Like, and now I have them just full of all my games and all my records and uh, books and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and that's when I fully, I guess unpacked so you could say i didn't unpack until probably about actually a year in to be <laughs> to be technical but yeah yes. i know okay. what you mean yeah i i'd like to unpack soon you know like real early on just because i want to just be done with it and just so i can feel like i can relax so again right. my goal if i can be done by this sunday man i will be very very happy and the chilling can commence finally I'll, i, I believe you. I in you jack 100 percent. thank you thank you well that sounds like a very fun game you're playing uh, but let's move on to something else, guys. Let's talk about some news. All right, so let's start with two kind of sad stories here, just to <clears> kind of <throat> kick things off real nice. So, Paragon, do you guys remember that game? Yeah. What yeah, do you going to say about Paragon? What? What are you going to say about Paragon? That it's I, have nothing, good, I mean, I don't have much a, to say about Paragon. I know I have, I have some friends that play it. That's about it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a pretty it's, big game, isn't it? Epic made it. Yeah, it's, it's Epic's uh, thing for like MOBA, like shooter MOBAs, basically Overwatchy. Right. right. Um, that's closing April twenty sixth. What? It's over. 
Are you serious? How how it's all over. old? That game's not even that old. No, not really. No. Yeah, Dude, it was completely out of the blue that this is happening. This to me. is yeah. crazy, man. I I actually thought to myself, like, oh, there's a ton of games that are out there that are free to play that are actually sustaining themselves and are able to thrive. And it's like, wow, the market must be the marketplace must be really vibrant and like really like healthy now because to, to sustain all these games. And now I'm hearing that that this game is getting canceled. Like. Wow, I, I did not expect it this soon. Is this kind of like indicative of them saying, "All right, we're just putting all our efforts behind Fortnite now," or what's the deal? Yeah, that's my guess. I mean, that's not—they're not explicitly saying that, but like, it's kind of obvious that Fortnite is way more successful than Paragon right now. Yeah, I mean, wow. Fortnite is—it has gained a lot of steam. It's not—I don't—it's not, I don't, it's not yeah. as explosive as say PUBG was, even though a lot of it gets a lot of comparisons for obvious reasons. Sure. Um. But, I mean, yeah, Fortnite is getting a lot of steam, so I would completely understand if they're trying to put more resources into that because that's what's going to make them money. Wow, you know, but I, I don't I don't I have a handful of friends that it like I feel like Kurgan has like a cult following sort of thing. I, I do have a handful of friends that play it all of the time. Really? It's like their game. Yeah, it's like it's like how a lot of people are into League. They were into Paragon. You know? Is it is it that kind of behind the shoulder view a la Smite? Uh, I I can't speak to Smite, but yeah, it's like a third person action MOBA. Okay, almost. Okay. Yeah, man, yeah. that's kind of telling, right? Of where everything's going. Wow. I mean, at least it's really nice of Epic that the anyone who spent money on Paragon, because you know it's a free to play game, but you can buy like skins or whatever. Anyone who spent money will be getting a full refund. Which that's is, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, really? actually, yeah, I that's can't, like I the can't, first time I've ever what? heard anyone do that. Yeah, I can't believe they're giving a fucking. Wait, f- that's a lot of if money, someone bro. Bought the game day one. No, they're offering a full refund to everyone for every purchase on any platform uh, at any time. As I guess so. Unreal. I've never heard of that. Before. Dude, that's got so much money. Yeah. Holy shit. Or maybe that's why they're closing because maybe it's not that much money. <laughs> Or maybe Fortnite's making so much money that they're like, ah, it's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean, but isn't the Battle Royale mode's like free, though? How are they making money? Yeah, are they selling like microtransactions? Uh, I think skins, I, yeah, they're selling crates. Skins on crates. Like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Has to be. So, it has man, to be. I still, I still, for- you know, I still haven't tried Fortnite to see what the hype was about. Oh, it's yeah. free, dude. You got a PC. Yeah, I know. I, I should we try. We should play. I, I we should try. play. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun, but it, I always, when I'm playing it, I'm always like, ah, I'd rather be playing PUBG. I'm always thinking that. <laughs> See, th- I, I hear that from you guys, and then I've had some other people that are like, oh, yeah, Fortnite's better. Because uh, uh, apparently what? Fortnite has a, cra- like, is, I think a lot of people like the, uh, you can Building? have, like, the crafting mechanic. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I don't care for that. It's fine. I'm fine with it. But it to me, that's, no. I, I'm a PUBG guy, for sure. And I've, I've tried both of them. You know, I played a lot of hours of both the games. So, pour one out for Paragon, though. Yep. I did not expect to hear this this soon. Uh, wow. Yeah, that don't sucks. pour all of it out, though, because you have to pour some more out for Gigantic. Another MOBA down. Another MOBA bites the dust. Another this was truly I think, depressing. You know, I think we were talking about you guys playing that game in, like, one of our very first episodes. It had to have been. Yeah, we, we yeah, Jack I, and yeah, I played this, on. like, a while ago. I like this game. I like this game. I don't know if I love it, but it's free. It's pretty cool. I think, like like game design it's kind of unique uh i was kind of sad it's one of those games i always wanted to keep in my back pocket like yeah i'll go back i'll go back and play it's it was always a good time i never you know i never had a a poor experience playing the game 
Yeah, so, I thought it was wow. it was all right. Uh, even though the idea of it was unique, it still, in the end, boiled down to a lot of similar other MOBA mechanics to me. Yeah. So I was like, eh. I mean, I played a bit of it, but I'm probably not going back. And now, I mean, I guess I have until July 31st to go back. Wow. Like, what am I going to play now? Are you going to make me play that Bush... Bush League, League of Legends, and Dota 2. Dang it. Yeah. Yep. To get my MOBA going. <laughs> uh, but although as like kind of reparation or whatever, I guess, uh, all the heroes up from now up to July 31st are going to be free. You don't have to buy them anymore. Um, and anything on the store is getting a huge discount. So, I mean, that's Man, cool, they should, I guess. They should, like, let some, like, fans or somebody just, like, keep a server running. Fan servers? Yeah, something, man. I mean, I, it's just sad to see games, like, just die. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like granted, this. I think, dude, since since we talked about it, I have not heard a word about it. Though. Same. It, it has yeah. not really, like, come up in the sales cycle. Or, I'm sorry, in the news cycle at all. And, it really hasn't sales, come up. kind of. I guess so, right? But... I, I like I said, it was, a, it was a game I had a good time with. I had no problem recommending to people. It was free. Uh, check it out before it's gone. I'm definitely playing more of it before it's gone. You know, I'm because I'm, I will I will miss it a little bit. Right, and I, I just I think that that it, it kind of says something that a game like Paragon and a game like Gigantic, which both are games that weren't even running for that long. G- Gigantic even like w- way less time than Paragon yeah, was. If I'm that was if a I, 2017 you know. joint. Like that's wow. what I'm saying. Like. It just—I think that's kind of telling how just how saturated the, each respective genre of game is. You know, you're in a, you know what I mean? Like it's there. There's just so much that I mean, people are going to stick with what they what they like. You know what it's I mean? Like, it's it's yeah. hard to pull people away from what they're used to playing. It's, you know what I mean? It's like feast or famine because these are two, in my opinion, kind of like B tier games, right? Like in the MOBA space, like they're not the worst, they're not the best, they're good at what they do, you know, but they're not going to take over the world. So it's like feast or famine. Like I said, like you're either your PUBG, your Rocket League, or you're either your your uh, uh, Fortnite, or you're dead, kind of in the water. You don't really have a chance. It's kind of right. Simple. And then I mean, in the MOBA space, dude, if you're not <clears throat> Dota two, League of Legends, or Overwatch, good luck. You know what I mean? Yeah, those games just couldn't really garner and foster a, a strong community. So yeah, I, I can't wait until five years from now we're going to be saying the same thing about like up and coming battle royale games. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Small B tier battle royales, right? Yep. Um, so Microsoft, they you know those Xbox peoples, yeah. uh, they're apparently, according to an unnamed but reliable source from Polygon, uh, they allegedly are looking into buying other companies like, I don't know, that small company known as Electronic Arts or perhaps <sighs> Valve or the PUBG Corp. There's no way any of this is real. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, it like I think it's Jason Schreier put it best. It's like there's whisperings of so and so buying so and so thing all of the time. Uh, like yeah. this is mm-hmm. this is all like just rumors that got blown out of proportion, sort of thing. I'm yeah, calling shenanigans. My bullshit detector is going off the charts here. There's no yeah, way. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm a jack. I'm sure there are some people in Microsoft who are like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we owned EA? But in the same way, we're like, man, wouldn't it be cool if I owned a mansion? Yeah. I kind of see where they're coming from, right? Like, oh, we don't have any first party games, so let's just buy a developer that can just do all our first party. But <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, no way. It's, a, it's not a bad move, I guess. There's but- no way this is happening because I'm standing by what I said earlier. There's no way that Madden and FIFA 
and NHL and all those other EA sports games are going to go single platform. It's impossible. Even if yeah. those that single platform was like play anywhere, right? Like PC slash Xbox. Still, I'm telling you guys, it's there's too much red tape to cut through with this. It's too it, get, it gets way too messy. Yeah, that's what e- I'm saying. I don't e- even know. Like he is one of the big third party developer, like, you know, big enough where if EA announced like we're making a console. Yeah, I could understand that. They have their own press conference at E3. Yeah. 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 That's what I was saying. Like I was talking to someone about this the other day and it it was like, I mean, this would be an insane fucking power move on Microsoft, Microsoft's part. Like Microsoft dropped two, two billion dollars to buy fucking Minecraft. Right. So was it four? Oh, well. Maybe, or maybe it was. I don't know. It was it was in the billions. That's what yeah, I remember. It was in the, yeah, it was in the bees for sure. That's what I'm saying. And that's just for one property. Granted, Minecraft is a and is a massive, massive, massive IP. It's an but, empire, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But buying all of EA, that's like hundreds hundreds of I billion mean, dollars. That's a dude. worldwide corporation, right? I think that's their what I'm valuation saying, but, I think their valuation was in the thirty eight billions. It, it, dude, it has to be. And yeah. and what but what I don't understand is actually and what not a lot of people know is that EA is owned by a Chinese company called Tencent. And yeah, Tencent owns EA. Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's yeah. scary. So but Tencent also owns Riot Games and they also owned yeah. Act Blizzard. Yeah. Wow. So I don't I, I don't even know how a deal like that would work. Like if yeah. if EA, you know, or no. if Microsoft tries to buy EA. I'll believe it when I see it, but let's 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 talk in hypotheticals here. Let's yeah. say it actually does go through. It's like that's, Disney buying Lucasfilm all over again. If that's it's not bigger. Dude, that's insane. I mean, their their first party property is going to be the best in the industry. I mean, I, I'm reticent to say that like compared to Nintendo, right? But it certainly would rival Nintendo if it, I mean, if all EA games were on one platform. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Microsoft try to buy EA like a couple years ago? Or not EA, fucking Nintendo. Microsoft tried to buy Nintendo what? a while before. No. I don't no. even believe that. I never heard that before. I didn't I don't Am I wrong? That. Robert's starting rumors. Uh here, you know what? I'm gonna Google this right now. No, I've never heard that before. That's there's no way. I mean, Nintendo is would never sell, especially to an American company. They're so proud <laughs> of their Japanese heritage, there's no way. Yeah. When that, Microsoft that, that would, tried to partner with Nintendo and Sony oh. for a game console. Okay, so not exactly buy. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. They were trying to do a one console future? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, because, mm. I mean, originally there was rumblings before the original PlayStation came out that Sony and Nintendo were going to do a console together, and we all know how right. that one turned out. Yep. Um, yeah. Yes. But, I, I, I don't know, dude. This, this, this would be crazy as hell. Like, th- I mean... You know the whole Disney Disney buying like Star Wars and all that stuff like that like that had a, like kind of an effect on me. But something something like Microsoft buying EA or Valve or PUBG for that matter, with that would just be I would feel like I'd be living in a fucking video game post apocalypse almost. <laughs> yeah, like to me, Valve is almost as buck wild as EA, if not more so, because it's like Valve is king on the PC like world right now. You know, whether right. we want them to be or not, it's hard to deny that Valve has like a really strong stranglehold on the testicles of every PC gamer. Why you got to bring up Valve? Why do I feel like I'm the last person on planet Earth that gives a shit about Half-Life 3 and they're never going to make it? No, that, that's not even what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that Valve owns Steam. 
Right, right. You know, I'm not saying Steam is the only market for PC games, mm-hmm. but if you're a PC gamer, you have a Steam account, no questions. Right. I mean, yeah, it. I, I, I just, I can't even. I'm sitting here fucking stumbling on my words because I can't even wrap my head around this. Like, yeah. But again, you know like, I, mean? I, I still think it's so unlikely. Like, I think this is just it, bullshit. It won't like, happen. It's, it's too huge. I don't know I, where the what the sources are for the story, like a strong source, right? Like, mm, yeah, people yeah, always I talk about what is, if, what if, buy, buy this, but you know, there's no, you know, there's no uh, merger and acquisition talks going on or anything like that at this point. Like, it's just like this is all hearsay. You know, yeah, so it's important to know that exactly. Uh, Movie Pass, you remember that Jack is an, a proud owner of Movie Pass, the oh, subscription service where you can watch movies for like basically free. Member, yes, you're right. Yes, card-carrying member. Uh, some AMC theaters are no longer being covered by MoviePass, though. Whoops. They're beefing. They are. Chief beef. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we heard ahead. rumblings of this for a little while now, right? Because I think we did, a, we, we did talk about a story some months back about how, how AMC was like, this is absurd. Like, you know, why should we be okay with this, you know? How can AMC like block or I don't know how it's working, like on whose side is this working on? But like, how can you like deny a debit card? Because that's all you're paying with, you know? Yeah. They just tell all their employees, like, if you ever see movie pass, like, just deny it. We're not allowed to take those. Like, it's it's legal U.S. tender, you know, at that point. Yeah, I, I think I don't know if it would be one of those things where like on the app, it would be like, oh, this part, this particular location isn't participating in movie pass or whatever. I, that's the only thing other other thing that I can picture. <clears throat> um, AMC's just salty, man. This is like sour grapes, you know? They're just sad that they didn't get in on this action. You know? Yeah. And, and like what I'm hoping for, honestly, is that movie pass turns into a uh how to phrase this, like a way for independent movie theaters to become a bigger thing. You okay. know, because I feel like as like independent theaters will easily network with MoviePass and want to work with them. Because can you imagine, like, you live in a world where you can go to AMC, that fancy chain that where it's like ten bucks a ticket, mm-hmm. or MoviePass, go to like your local independent cinema that maybe sure it's a little smaller screen, but like it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem going to Gate, you know, Gateway, which is our local uh, independent film. Uh, yeah, it's a good theater. Theater and and seeing every movie. Like I have no problem with that. You know, most every movie. As, aside if I want to, aside from like movies I'd want to see in IMAX or what have you. But like, yeah, supporting local films for me wouldn't be a huge deal at all. And if it, especially if it, you throw in the whole movie pass thing at all, and and that that's a really cool thing. But I actually, and I wanted to ask you about this, Jack. I actually heard uh, some stuff about movie pass. Apparently, they're doing some pretty sketchy shit. Like, apparently, if movie pass like the app can track you and whether or not you leave a movie early yeah and you get like strikes and shit against your account or some shit you can get locked out they did change the terms of service and bury it in there like if you're not reading it if you're just clicking like yeah i accept like they're basically saying like if they catch you like in a 31 day stretch like leaving a movie early more than once like they will like strike you right and like they could potentially like uh, cancel your membership. Also, if you decide to leave, listen to this stuff too, guys. If you decide to leave MoviePass now in the terms of service, you cannot rejoin for a period of nine months. Nice. What kind of bullshit is that? That's to make sure people never quit. Yeah. It's very That's, draconian. 
That is very, yeah, that's very, like, just anti-consumer, man. I've never heard of such stringent, but I think they realize now, they're like, wow, the people that love this really love this, they're using it all the time, you know, they're basically getting $100 worth of movies for $10 a month, you know, so they pretty much know that they have us by the balls now, which is kind of dangerous and kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, but I... I I feel like there's some, there's got to be some serious data mining going on there, though. I think that's the trade-off, bro. Dude, because what they're, they're going to do, I think they're going to maybe eventually. I think the end game is they're going to be like, oh man, now to now to stay a member, you're going to have a special tier of payment, and if and if you want a cheaper tier, you're going to have to like answer surveys and questions and you know and fan ratings about the movies. You know, like cinema score, cinema score, basically, yeah. right? Like we're going to do that, and then we're going to sell that data and make more money extra. You know, like. I can just think of like all the evil ways that this could get real shitty real fast. Yeah, no shit. It's, yeah, I don't know, dude. It, I, it I, I, I like, I love the idea of this, but at the same time, it's like, it's damn, too good to be true. That's oh, what I'm well, saying. It's there, true, though. I'm using some, it. It's true right now. Yeah, no, but I it's know. too good for it to be true and not have repercussions and stuff. Oh, way. right. Well, I mean, these, reper- right. these repercussions we're seeing now, like, I don't go to movies. They just don't want people to waste it, basically. They yeah. don't want people to put money on their card and then go buy gas. You know, I can understand that. They want, to be- want people to actually buy movies that they really want to see and then, and then you know, and, and go watch them. And, I- and I've never bought a movie pass, a ticket with movie pass and not stay the whole movie because it was a movie I actually wanted to see. So I think they're just finding that people are abusing this in ways that they didn't anticipate maybe so they have to like pass these regulations and again you know i'm not trying to defend their actions or whatever like i think that uh you know i I think that the fact that you wouldn't be able to rejoin after nine months is really shitty but you know they're they're doing what they need to do i think they passed like a thousand subscribers too didn't they or i'm sorry a thousand a million thousand just just 1k no like a million i think they have over a million subscribers now which is a lot of money dude yeah i don't know i mean I'm still waiting on the sidelines to see what happens here because I feel like there's some some bad shit going dude, on. In the background, I'm, dude, I'm enjoying I the crap feel out of it, man. Coming <laughs> in the air tonight. As many movies as we watch, just for the podcast alone, like it's it's well, well, well worth it for me. So, Phil, are you there? <laughs> Did we sing that song like every three shows? I don't give a fuck. It's a banger. It's a banger to the it's end a, of the banger. Great dude. song. Great, great song. Uh, Dead Cells. That that roguelike little Metroidvania game. Um, so that's been in early access in PC for a while. It's slated for a 2018 release sometime later this year. But on top of that, that game is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch. It was only a matter Dead of time. Cells. Yeah, I mean, honestly, time. yeah, that excites me. Like, I'm willing to buy it again for Switch, honestly, I think. Fuck yeah, I'll play it on the Switch. Oh, yeah, that game sounds so fun to play on the go. And, I mean, also, just with the updates that they've been giving that game, it's gotten so much better since it once was. I'm only even more excited for whatever the final game is going to look like when it comes out at the end of the year. Well, by mm-hmm. the end of the year. I'm one of the people that, like, never play. I always drive everywhere, so I never play the Switch on the go. I never really get to. So I'm I'm strict strict home switcher, a home. See, switch. I I'm kind of like one of those people that's like it's like 
some they could announce the game, right? Be like, oh, you know, uh, cookie cutter battle royale game 2018 is coming out for uh, multiple platform. Out of that and game, it, I, it would just be like, you know, crickets from me. I'd be like, yeah, what the fuck ever. Oh yeah, and it's coming to Switch, and I'd be like, <laughs> and yeah, then, you know, yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> buy that, give me that shit now. Pay that Switch tax too. I'm yeah. sure it'll be the most expensive version for whatever reason. Right, exactly. Can <clears> I just say that sounds like an amazing game, Cookie Clicker Battle Royale. Just add Cookie Dragon Ball Z Clicker. in it, and you're like pre-ordering right now. <laughs> it's it's Vegeta baking cookies for Beerus, and that's happening a hundred times. Please, and oh my people god! Competing with each other. Somebody stop this man. He's gone insane. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. I mean, I'm I'm just glad to know that there's like a VR arcade in Japan. They have Dragon Ball VR. We know that that's a thing that's happening right now. Yeah, and it makes me so happy because eventually, you know, everyone knows that they're eventually going to make a consumer version of that game or some sort of VR game that's Dragon Ball oriented, and it's going to be fucking amazing. And the day that comes out is a day that so many vibes are going to be broken by people getting too hype, throwing fireballs <laughs> around in the room. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's like, so, like, so there's been an overall, like, 300% increase in noise complaints due to all the people that are screaming <laughs> in their apartments. <laughs> all you hear is, come here, come here. We've got two more news items on our docket here. So, BioWare, uh, they're working on Anthem, and they're saying, whoops, we're delaying Anthem to 2019. Even though the E3 trailer last year said 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Boo! And mm. uh, obviously, this probably has something to do with that little Mass Effect game that came out last year. You think? Maybe. I mean, Trying I don't know. Distance, b- <laughs> distance the brand? Yeah, I'm not a betting man, but uh, maybe. Here's I have a quote for for you guys, fellas. Just give, keep talking. I'm I'm gonna find it. So okay. I well, I think that they are really gonna have to play it smart here because you know Anthem is designed with microtransactions completely in mind, probably mm. blind loot boxes as well. I think this delay has to do with kind of the fallout, not just of Mass Effect, but also of Battlefield Battlefront. Sorry, Battlefront Two. Like yeah, all that crazy backlash, and then a game that was almost thought as faultless, uh, Overwatch, the way they handled microtransactions. Now I'm hearing it's getting like a lot of pushback, like to change the system as well, or at least yeah. like display their odds of how you know how things are going to drop. So I think this is maybe a combination of both reasons why it's delayed. Well, yeah, so okay. I, I have a real quick guess. I have uh, via Jason Schreier on Kotaku, but he posted a fantastic fucking tw- <laughs> thing on Twitter. He's like, "This uh, regarding the uh, delay of Anthem on uh, by EA." Quote, unquote, it's not a delay, EA's Blake Jorgensen told the Wall Street (laughs) Journal, despite the publisher previously announcing the game for a fall 2018 release. (laughs) Miriam Webster defines delay as the act of postponing, hindering, or or causing something to occur more slowly than normal. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that exactly what's happening? That's what I was going to bring up next. Yeah. They're they're trying to fucking 1984 us. What? No, it was always coming out in 2019, guys. Always. That was our plan. Kofefe's. People know what that means. Don't worry. Kofefe. And, <laughs> and they gave this argument of like, you know, the the fall and winter market in the year is usually full of a lot of uh, high profile games. So we're hoping to launch it in the spring of 2019 because there, you know, this game will have more more room to breathe. And it's like, OK, yeah, that makes sense. But just just admit that you delayed it. <laughs> you literally announced on the game on the gaming industry's biggest fucking stage ever. Yeah. 23. Yeah. Yeah. 2018 yeah. guys. 2018. Get hype. 
And it's like, no, it's going to be 2019. It was always 2019, guys. It was just, there was a little smudge, you know, that little space between the tail of the nine and the, you know, it was was supposed to be 19. Dude, what (laughs) is wrong with the PR over at EA, man? They cannot get it together. They're just catching L after L. Yeah. So dumb. Dude. Why do that? They just, they, just when you think that like it couldn't get any worse, they just keep digging themselves deeper. I, I don't care that it's delayed. I, so many of my Same. favorite games I don't in either. the world I, it, you are know, delayed. It, it doesn't surprise me one bit that it was even going to be delayed. Like everyone was thinking it was going to get delayed anyway. I was surprised that they were saying 2018. I was surprised. I was that. too. Yeah. yeah. I definitely didn't think it was a 2018 game. No, guys, guys they said cares? 2019. What are you guys talking about? Kofefe. <laughs> You know, actually, in that statement, too, uh, they also mentioned that they're working on a new Battlefield game. Yeah, Battlefield. Battlefield. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. It's just like, it's so easy to mix up. I heard like something about Bad but, Company coming back. It's possible. I heard Who Bad knows? Company 3. Yeah. Bro. Like, they're, the they're, sl- it, they're slating it for this October. They just haven't released Bro. any updates or information or what it is yet. It's just like, hey, it's coming. Get hype. Dude, give me another Bad Company. That would be awesome. That was such a good game back in the day, man. Yeah, I, I never got it. into that series. Man, it's fun. It's funny too. It's, the writing is great. The first Bad Company was so good, man. I, I it's it was like open semi open world, like military shooter. Man, it was really cool. I don't know. It, mm. They had really good dialogue. Really good talk about Predator. That movie, like I don't know. You gotta check it out. I recommend. Yeah. Huh. I mean, hopefully this Battlefront this year is pretty good. Because uh, the last one was what Battlefront one, Battlefield fucking Battlefield. Yeah, I was like, Wait a second, what? Yes. <laughs> Battlefield one. Right, that so, was and then yeah, this, the last this one. next one's going to be Battlefield Two. <laughs> Battlefield know, like, One, that's a natural progression, right? <laughs> Battlefield One, Two, <laughs> Battlefield yeah. One plus One, so World War Two. Right, <laughs> it just makes me laugh that like these are like the common ways we talk about these wars, right? But like back when you were fighting in World War One, you weren't just like, "Wow, this sure is a tough World War One." I. I can't yeah. wait for World War One to be over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no one thought yeah. that before. You know, we just named yeah. that after the fact. It's just funny. Yeah, because yeah. they're like back then. They're like, it's the Great War. Well, now we have the Great War Two coming. You know, the, the yeah. Greater yeah. War. Yeah, yeah. The, no, you, wars. <laughs> the Great War, but better. <laughs> you see, it's like the. <laughs> there's like a, a presentation at like a Nazi regime meeting, and he's like, and you just see up on the screen, 1941, the Great War Part Two <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen? There's a really cool YouTube video. Just going on a short tangent here. Of it's like a time lapse. It's just the planet Earth. It's the map of all of Earth, and it starts from like I don't know 1600s or something like that. Maybe even earlier than that. And it and it goes through time like you know like a, a year per second or something like that. And it shows an explosion and the size of the explosion, the location of the explosion for how many people died in like an act of war, like in real time it like it does the course of history in like i would say maybe three four minutes have you guys seen this no, no. that sounds hella dope so yeah so you're like watching it and as the seconds tick by you're like and it will show at the top like what war is this then you see like all the explosions and how big they are and then when world war ii happens it's like the whole map i mean basically the whole european continent just like explodes in this giant like nuclear cloud it's crazy sounds about see. right so yeah hmm. it, it was it was pretty crazy to see yeah check it out uh, last bit of news here. It's very small, very meh, but whatever. But Final Fantasy 15, you can play it in your pocket. You can play it right there on your phone on February 9th. <sighs> Who asked With for cute this? little chibi characters. Yeah, chi- chibi Noctis, chibi Gladio, pushing a chibi car in the chibi world. Please, no. Is it still open whatever. world, though? I don't, I have no clue. I, I, what I remember is that they said they were going to do like 10 chapters or something. This is like World oh. of Final Fantasy. 
No, I think it's supposed to actually retell the story of 15. Just chibified. Yeah. Whatever. Is it like, is it like, does Square still have that like total wrong way of pricing mobile games still? Where they're you like mean $30? Making it probably like $40. Yeah. 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 It, like Square's the one company that hasn't figured this out yet. Yeah. I don't know. They're not showing any prices yet. So okay. who knows? Okay. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's cool that that's happening. You know, no, I mean, no, it's not. I mean, more people can experience the beautiful, wonderful story of Final Fantasy hey, 15. Hey, you know how else they can do that? Just play Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> hey, but not everyone a has game. a PS4, but everyone has a phone. Most people have a PC and it's coming out soon. That is. That's I mean, true. Maybe they, maybe they just want a, you know, a Japanese boy band in their pocket. I yeah, that's true. I always want a Japanese hey boy now. band in my Japanese pocket. Japanese boy band in your pocket. Hey, now. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, so that does it for us for the news. So I'm going to toss it over to Jack, who has the question of the week. Gentlemen, it is Hello. another question of the week. Here we are. This is a would you rather. So prepare thyselves. I would rather not, Jack. How about that? Oh, oh too bad. You're going to have to because we have to do a show this week. So here we go. <laughs> Huh. Would you rather be rich in the time of feudal Japan or be middle class today? Let's discuss. I'm going to say middle class today. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Good show. Good show, Colin. <laughs> no, I. I that's uh, been us at the Tiny Disc Podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good talk. Uh, no, I. So being. No, that's actually a really cool idea, though, because. Being rich in the time of feudal Japan would that would be fucking crazy. I don't know. So I'm I'm just gonna like full disclosure, I don't know much about Japanese history. I have an idea about feudal Japan, right? What the settings like, uh the general vibe that's going on there. I don't what's what's the timeline for feudal Japan? Does anyone know? Shoulder shrug. I don't know. The feudal time. <laughs> I asked the question, but I don't know. I yeah. don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You watch you, you know, like that Batman anime coming out, like that time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, so would you I rather live in today's world reference. or would you rather live in Japan with Batman in it? <laughs> I mean, hey, no, like, you know, there's no, you know, there's little to no electricity. I'm pretty sure there's no electricity. Yeah, it's no electricity. It goes up to like the 17th century. Ish. Yeah, Probably, I don't know. Like, I mean, no, you get to wear, like, you know, you get to wear those baller ass kimonos and, you know, let the yeah, breeze you flow servants. between your knees and you're rich. You're like, you're the top 1%. You got one of those badass houses, those Shoto temples. You own samurai. Yeah, you probably do. You probably got like a whole like crew of samurai to carry yeah. you wherever you need to go. Yeah, if, if, if you're bored everywhere, if you're bored, you can just order one of them to come into your room and seppuku himself for, for entertainment. <laughs> just for entertainment. Like, your conference <laughs> shit, like you know, you probably got like all the power, all the all, in the world, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's I mean, cool. seppuku cool onegaishimasu. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Yeah, just come in there, just commit Sudoku right there and then. Please commit Sudoku. Yeah. Is this a nine or an eight? Is this a nine just, or an eight? You just slide a Sudoku puzzle on the floor in front of them. <laughs> Dude, no, my profile picture for the longest time on Discord was a picture of a guy committing Sudoku. He was literally cutting a game of Sudoku into his chest. <laughs> That's so dumb, dude. That's good. That's good. 
<laughs> so what I'm hearing is Colin would rather live in this boring modern day world. You're having middle class commit- today. Instead of because I, I, I mean I don't know I'm living I'm living pretty comfortably as a middle class person right now so I don't know yeah, because but, being rich back then and not having like the amenities or anything like that and I don't know my my life as being a boy who's very reliant on technology would be I don't know it would be completely different I'll add this wrinkle in I'll add this wrinkle in you wouldn't know what you're missing you don't know what you're missing you wouldn't know what you're missing in either case. I, okay, I guess that's fair. I um, but it's kind of hard to go by that perspective, right? Because like, how would I know if I'm, you know, I'm I'm me, <laughs> you know, I I am the middle class version of me, and I'm looking at it through the lens of that. But at the same time, I, I mean, it is a cool idea. I don't, I don't know. So I I picture myself being like a fucking leader of some like sort of yakuza clan, <laughs> that back in like you know some early version of the yakuza, and. <laughs> They actually have a Yakuza game set in feudal Japan, by the way. It's it's oh, wow. it was only it only came out in Japan, but That's you funny. literally get to play a samurai, and it was sweet. Um, Sounds cool, Onimusha. Basically, um, but you get to kick everybody's ass. Um, I mean, isn't that yeah. every Yakuza game? <laughs> I mean that's that's true that that's it, it's kick everybody's ask one two three four five and six whatever that whole series might that's might as well just call it that. Um, but I don't know what what do what do you think, Robert? What's what's your call? As much as I think it'd be cool to be a uh, feudal lord back in the 1600s, 1500s Japan, I think I'd rather watch anime about that life <laughs> than uh, yeah, live it. I, I think I'm right there with you. It's it's very quiet. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> cricket, cricket, cricket. I mean, basically, that's what life would be like back then. Just cricket, no, cricket. It no, and, and then clangs guys... of swords in the background. It's like, oh, he must be practicing again. And then it's <laughs> going to be like, uh, what is it? Like the, one of those things in your garden with uh, the, made of bamboo with the, 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 the water flowing in it. It just goes kerplunk every once in a while. Yeah. 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 And, and look, I, I don't know my Japanese history to a T, but I know that there are many points where Japan just kind of like breaks up and it's a ton of like wars between tribes rather than like the unified japan and i don't want to deal with that shit yeah y'all motherfuckers seen the last samurai with tom cruise though like i love that listen <laughs> listen man there's a joke going around about like what is with hollywood in cast and they're like you got brad pitt in the mexican you got tom cruise in the last samurai <laughs> You got fucking like, what was it? Uh, uh, Bad Damon on the Great Wall in China. Yeah, like, oh, what yeah. is this like? What is this like? Why can't we just cast people? You know, I don't know. It's a funny joke, dude. I don't know. The Last Samurai is a fucking great movie. It's, it's, it's a funny good movie. I, it is. It, I love that movie. Uh, it is funny because when I was talking about abroad in Japan earlier, the dude's like, yeah. When I first moved to Japan, I didn't know a fucking thing about Japan. <laughs> when I moved here, like I didn't know anything about the etiquette or anything. All I knew was Mario, and I saw The Last Samurai quite a few times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I, I got I did some research here. I have some things to read to you, okay? Uh-oh. Men in feudal Japan. During the feudal period of Japan, men were valued more than women, making it more power, making it a more powerful gender. This explains why upper classes, including the royal and noble military class, were very much dominated by men, although they were at times some exceptions. High-ranking men in feudal Japan. So the majority of high-ranking people were, in fact, men during the feudal Japan period. These included the emperors and those who were in the military classes, including the shoguns, daimyos, uh, samurai, and uh, although at times some women managed to get to these positions. However, these cases were extremely rare. Men in the noble class followed what was 
called Bushido, which simply means the way of the samurai warrior. The concept ensured samurais were highly disciplined. The samurai moral values focus on loyalty. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, this, is that going to be on the on test? There. Yeah, I don't know. It it doesn't really go anywhere. Like <laughs> I think it's gonna go. But you definitely don't want to be low ranking in feudal Japan. I'll put it that way. That's true. Uh, that men had privileges here. I guess it says uh, men had a lot more freedom. Than women in feudal Japan. One of the examples is the remarriage rights. Women were not allowed to remarry even after their husband's death, whereas men could marry another woman once they had been widowed. Wow, crazy. All right. Yeah. So you guys are sticking middle class, huh? Yeah, even with all that, I'd, I'd love to live in the middle class. Uh, yeah, today. I'd rather be in the middle class and watch Samurai Shampoo again, even though that's the Edo period. It's not feudal. Well, Japan, it but. seems hard enough just to get middle class in America now. I keep hearing about like all this, like you know, like all this, like great jobs and wealth and all this stuff. But like, it seems to me like if you're not in lower class, or I'm sorry, if you're in low, you know, below middle class, like to get to middle class seems like a tough, tough slog, man. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> man, That's I don't it. know. I, just the way I see it, man, it's just sure you're rich, but you're also gonna get I don't know uh, pneumonia and then just die. <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah. like the old days. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, Scarponito-san, yeah, he he died of a fever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like he got a fever one day because he stayed out in the cold for too long, and now he's dead. <laughs> yeah, that's back when like even like just stuff like diarrhea, like that was like life threatening. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know. All all, all right. the old-timey Japanese gold in the world couldn't buy you antibiotics. Gotcha. Gotcha, guys. All right, that was it. Well, that what, was the what, question what, of the week. What, what about you, Jack? What about you? What would you I do? think I would, just to be contrary to you guys, I think I'd pick Feudal Japan just because I want to feel what it feels like to wear that shit, that armor. You can do that today. No, no, you can't. It doesn't <laughs> exist. I don't want to yes, hear it anymore. Can. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I don't know. It just seems like you're rich, dude. You're rich. Like, I just feel like life would be even more comfortable. Like, what no, you, you don't have do? the what internet. What are you going to do? You're going to spend all your money on, uh, uh, I don't know, silk and spices? I'd become, I mean, uh, shit, that sounds cool glow. to me. That sounds cool to me. <laughs> just I mean, off. I would travel on horseback. I would shoot shit tons of bows and arrows and shit. And, and watch Samurai kill themselves. Yeah, and spend all your time at the local brothel. <laughs> nice. I would, I, I don't know, man. It seems... It seems kind of cool, but I agree with you. It'd be a lot harder than be middle class today. Probably for sure. But that should do it for us this week on the Tiny Disc Podcast. So uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, anything you want us to read live on this pre-recorded show, uh, you can hit us up at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like, you can follow us on all of our social media channels, which are all at tinydisc.com. We also have all of our previous episodes on there as well. So if you want to catch up, want to check out some of our older episodes, do check out that website. It's pretty freaking cool. If you enjoyed what we did today, uh, you know what? It'd be really cool if you left us an iTunes review that like it, it means way more than you could ever, ever think. Uh, if not that, tell a friend, uh, you know, like go to the park, throw a rock at someone right now and then tell them, hey. Listen to the Tiny Disc Podcast and then run away because they might chase you. Yeah, commit a uh, felony, Robert. Good. <laughs> commit yeah. a Good. felony. Good to say. Okay. We are great influences. Yeah, you're opening up yourself to some liability here, let me tell you. I definitely am not. <laughs> oh, yeah, is it them fuckers over there at the Tiny Dicks Podcast? <laughs> they told okay. me to throw a rock. And I, don't, I don't get that joke. I've never heard that one before. That's so funny. <laughs> So, where can we find you guys online? 
I am uh, Colin Amano, a.k.a. BooBoo underscore underscore five five on Twitter. I uh, also want to give a shout out to the horror gamer on Twitter for trying to pull together a, you know, a bunch of our smaller gamer YouTubers slash podcast guys form a little network and help us get our name out there. So shout out to him, man. At J-A-C-C-E-P-E-D-A. Mrs. Abeda, if you're nasty, if you're nasty. Gross. I'm so tired. Please help me. I just want to see. <laughs> All right. Well, that's I'm good because we're not actually ending. We have two more hours of podcast to Yay! go, Jack. Yeah, yeah we're going to redo Game of the Year. Get it right this time, right? Right. Yeah, we're just gonna start it all over. It's yep. like Groundhog mm. Day. We, we no. gotta, we gotta do tendus, tendus, tendus for t- this t- year, <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes, that thing. Man, you really stumbled through that one. Um, <laughs> and you can find me at Panoptimist, P I N O P T I M I S T, on all the social medias. Thank you so very, very much for listening to the Tiny Disc Podcast, and we'll see you next Thursday.